Joe Biden uses the military in order to show his strength in a show in Capitol Hill. So we'll talk a bit about what happened there and what happened after that. Give me one second. Monitors, a little bit of growing pain going on here. Anyway, in other news, Jim Comey says the Republican Party has to be burned to the ground. So we'll talk a bit about what's going on there. Joe Biden's bill to have trans-inclusiveness in women's sports meets a lot of backlash from both feminists, TERFs, and the GOP, so we'll talk a bit about that. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is introducing the articles of impeachment, and of course, the Washington Post has a hit piece ready. I'm Jay Edgar, and this is Contemporary. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Contemporary. My name is Jay Edgar. We are streaming live right now to YouTube, DLive, Twitch, Periscope, and my personal Facebook page. That's probably going to be updated to at least my fan page or possibly my co-hostess's fan page coming up here in the near future. That's something that's going to be changing in the near future. But on the now, right now, what we're seeing today is as of today, this is the first time I'm streaming over on Trovo. Now, the chat doesn't work with everybody else, unfortunately. I just went through and checked that, and what's showing up in my Trovo chat is not showing up in the Restream chat, but I've got the monitor up here, and if you guys chat in here, you will get your names read out loud in a special thank you today, just the same as you would any other Friday. So, go ahead and get in there. I can see who's chatting in there. <clears throat> Looks like I see Ron Helton in there. That is going to be trovo.com slash edsblocktwitter. I'm sorry, it's trovo.tv, not trovo.com. Trovo.tv slash jedgar101 is going to be the extension on that. And I'm slowly also changing over the extensions as well on everything else. So my Twitch, if you're on Twitch, you'll notice is now twitch.tv slash jedgar101. I think later on today I'm going to change my DLive over to that. I'm going to try and get that to be my new brand. I'm going to see if I can free up my Twitter handle, too, in spite of the fact that Twitter may be over, and we'll talk just a bit about that as we move along into the show. But before we get into any of this, head on over to freedomscoop.com. Freedomscoop.com is going to be your one-stop shop for all of your news and commentary needs. We carry great shows, such as The Generational Gap, where I will be featured later on tonight, by the way. Robert is out for the night. This will be John's first time hosting, so come and check us out over on the Generational Gap tonight at 7.30 Central Time. All time Central, the one and only true time zone. Come on over there, check that out. We also carry the Daily Ignoramus, the Breakdown with Birkenhoff, the Freckles and Brit Show, and the R-Rated Conservative. Come on over to our website, pick up some of our swag, and help us support great creators. All right. Before we get into the news of the day, I thought this was kind of funny here. Cell phone of the day, right here. Elijah Daniel says, goodbye and good riddance forever. May every history book remember you as the egotistical shit stain on history you are. And, you know, Elijah Daniel is going to remember the Donald forever. Because forever, he has Donald Trump with a dick in his mouth on his arm. And I'm going to call that a cell phone. Without expensive laser surgery, that's on That's on you forever, dude. I hope you enjoy that. All right, let's look and see what the stocks have to say here. The Dow ended up, but very, very slightly up. 
Uh, looks like it's starting to fall once again here. Uh, 31.176.01 was where we started off with. So now we're down 0.404%. Uh, Let's move on over. Let's see what the Bitcoin's doing. The Bitcoin is dropping off like a stone because Yellen is saying that she might try to make it illegal. So those of you, I hope you sell to, uh, sold off at your 42000 I think some other people are selling off just because they made their money off of this here too because, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Just a month ago, we're under the 30000 mark. Then we hit the 42000 mark. Now it's back down to just about the 30000 mark. So we will see what happens with Bitcoin. We will be following that all along because one of our great uh, guests, Spartan, who's often in the chat, loves to see what the Bitcoin is doing. All right, let's see what the investors have to say here from Investors Business Daily to start off for the day. Dow Jones today, future slump as IBM, Intel drag, EVGO merger, NEO buy rating in focus from Alan R. Elliott. Stock futures unwound some of the week's gains early Friday as early uh, earnings news rather and concerns about coronavirus clampdowns in Europe and China dragged on early trade. AMD and NEO traded in buy ranges. Blank check outfit climate change crisis spiked on news. It would acquire charging station operator EVGO. And Intel and IBM dove deep to the bottom of the Dow Jones today after reporting earnings late on Thursday. And I'm guessing if they dove deep like that, it wasn't good. It wasn't good news. Dow Jones futures dropped 0.8% with IBM down more than uh, 7%, Intel off 4.3%, and ExxonMobil lagging 1.8%. As coronavirus concerns sent oil prices sharply lower for now, but you know, we've got the Green New Deal up in the news everywhere, and climate change is in the news everywhere. And I mean, we'll be talking about George Takai basically kneeling down in front of Greta Thunberg later on today. So you know where gas prices are going. So watch for that as we come up here. S&P 500 futures were off 0.7%. By the way, if Bitcoin drops, I actually might replace that section in the morning show with the gas prices here where I live. Probably not in my little town because it's little and you'd probably find me here. But maybe I'll go to like Janesville or something or maybe Madison, something like that. But just see what Wisconsin gas prices are. We might do that coming up in the future. We'll make a note of that. Small caps outpaced their early declines, with Russell 2000 futures down 0.9%. Chip stocks came under clear early pressure, as Indel and Taiwan Semiconductor led early declines on the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index. Intel's fourth quarter revenue and earnings comfortably cleared analyst targets, and management guided first quarter expectations well above analyst forecasts. The companies reported just ahead of Thursday's close, and shares vaulted 6.5% before Thursday's closing bell. Intel stock is trading in a seven-month cup base with a buy point at 65.21, according to IBD market analysis. Uh, they are not going to give me the regular futures on this one. So we will go off from that. Let's see what MarketWatch has to say. They're usually pretty good on that. From MarketWatch, Dow futures skid over 200 points as focus on COVID lockdown measures heats up. From Mark DeCamber, U.S. stock futures were headed lower Friday morning after posting fresh record highs this week as lockdown measures in Europe and America to combat the COVID-19 pandemic take their toll when President Biden's proposed new round of fiscal stimulus runs into opposition at the Senate. Uh, futures for the Dow Jones Industrial Average 
We're off 238 points to reach 30,845 at a decline of 0.8%. S&P 500 futures traded 26.75 points lower or 0.7% to reach 38,1925. NASDAQ 100 futures slumped 82.25 points to 13,313.25, a slide of 0.6%. So that's going to be your futures on the day we got to keep it moving along here, so let's get into the news of the day. But before we do that, remember, at the end of the show on Friday, I read a special thank you to the people who chatted in the live chat on all platforms here. I can see five of them over here, and I can see Trovo over here as well. So, and I've got the names of everybody else who chatted throughout the week here. So if you are lurking today, make sure you get at least one message in the chat so I can thank you properly for coming and checking out my channel. All right, let's get into the big news of the day, starting with Politico. We feel incredibly betrayed. Thousands of guardsmen forced to vacate the Capitol. From Lara Seligman, Natasha Bertrand, and Andrew Desiderio. Thousands of National Guardsmen were allowed back into the Capitol Thursday night, hours after U.S. Capitol Police officials ordered them to vacate the facilities sending them outdoors or to a nearby parking garage after two weeks pulling security duty after the deadly riot on January 6th. One unit, which had been resting in the Dirksen Senate office building, was abruptly told to vacate the facility on Thursday, according to one guardsman. The group was forced to rest in a nearby parking garage without internet reception, with just one electrical outlet and one bathroom with two stalls for 5,000 troops. The person said, Temperatures in Washington were in the low 40s by nightfall. Huh, balmy. I live in Wisconsin, so that's actually a pretty warm temperature, especially for this time of the year. Yesterday, dozens of senators and congressmen walked down our lines, taking photos, shaking our hands, and thanking us for our service. Within 24 hours, they had no further use for us and banished us to the corner of a parking garage. We feel incredibly betrayed, the guardsman said. Politico obtained photos showing the Guard members packed together in a parking garage, sleeping on the ground. All National Guard troops were told to vacate the Capitol and nearby congressional buildings on Thursday, and to set up mobile command centers outside or in nearby hotels. Another Guardsman confirmed they were told to take their best, uh, rest breaks during their 12-hour shifts outside and in parking garages, the person said. Top lawmakers from both parties took to Twitter to decry the decision and call for answers after Politico first reported the news Thursday night, with some even offering their offices to be used as rest areas. I know that uh, Cinema was one of those here. That's actually how I found the story, because Elaine, the libertarian redhead, retweeted Kristen, uh, Kirsten Cinema rather, offering her office to the Guardsmen, which is absolutely phenomenal. Now, unfortunately, Cinema's office doesn't hold 5,000 people. But at least it's a step in the right direction. Senate Majority Leader Chuck U. Schumer tweeted, If this is true, it's outrageous. I will get to the bottom of this. And Senator Tom Cotton noted that Capitol Complex remains closed to members of the public, so there's plenty of room for troops to take a break in them. By 10 p.m., Senator Martha Heinrich said the situation was being resolved and the guardsmen would be able to return indoors later on in the night. And from that, we will move on because that is the next article here, is all of this being resolved suddenly here. Let's see what's happening with this from the New York Post. 
National Guardsmen allowed back into the capital after being banished to garage from Jaren Steinbuch. The National Guard troops who were banished to a cramped parking garage amid outrage after protecting Washington, D.C. in the aftermath of the deadly riots have been allowed back into the U.S. Capitol. Brigadier General Janine Burkhead, Inauguration Task Force Commander, confirms the troops are out of the garage and back into the Capitol building as authorized by the USCP, U.S. Capitol Police. Watch Commander and the troops will take their breaks near Emancipation Hall going forward, the guard said in a statement late Thursday, CBS News reported. Photos of the troops hunkered down in the garage drew condemnation from the lawmakers, including Senate Majority Leader Chuck U. Schumer, who called the move outrageous. Senator Tammy Duckworth, an Iraq War veteran, said in a tweet, We just made a number of calls and have been informed. Capitol Police have apologized to the Guardsmen, and they will be allowed back into the complex tonight. I keep checking to make sure that they are. So I do have a couple questions about this. First off, why did this happen? And as you see from the title of the show, it's Joe Biden, I think, shaking his fist, saying, Look at my power! I can command this military and have them out here! And as soon as the photo op is done, they throw them out. But I do have a couple of other questions to go along with this as well. One of them being, first off, vehicles had to transport these guys out there at some point. I don't believe they're allowed to take their personal vehicles if they have to go on assignment in the United States. I believe they still go to a base, park their personal vehicles, and get transported by military transport. Which means there is enough military transport there to house all of them. It's not the best situation, but at least it's warm. I was more concerned about the cold in D.C. than anything else off of this. So at least you can get them in the, in the troop transport and turn the heater on. Waste a little bit of diesel fuel on the government dime. So that's one thing. That's one question I have. I'm a solutions guy. It's Like I said, it's not the best solution, but at least keeps them warm. But the other question I have is, I mean, the inauguration's over. Everything's going back to business as normal, or at least as normal as it's going to be in the reality show politics arena. Why are they still on assignment? Why can't they just... And once again, this is me not understanding the National Guard, but, I mean... If they're doing their, if everything's over, why do they still have to be in the Capitol? I don't understand that. Can't they go home or to their base or somewhere where there's barracks? That's what I would do if it was me. But I'm sure there's a reason there. We will figure that out. I'm sure that, no, I'm sure this will actually get buried. Because this is devastating for the new administration right at the beginning. So the news media is going, oh, hey, that story about the troops? Oh, well, we forgot about that. We, we've got something else to talk about here. All right. Let's keep going. From CNN. National Guard allowed back in a Capitol complex after lawmakers erupt at banishment to parking garage. I, yeah, this is the same thing we just read. And fuck CNN. We'll get rid of that, too. All right. Let's move on into more news. From the New York Post. Biden sparks turf war with gender discrimination order from Ebony Bowden. President Biden set off a heated identity politics debate less than 24 hours into his presidency when he signed a gender discrimination order that has drawn heat from critics who accuse him of erasing women's rights. 
language in the order would allow transgender women to participate in women's sports leagues. The policy seeks to enforce a Supreme Court ruling from last year that prohibits discrimination on the basis of someone's gender identity and sexual orientation. Every person should be treated with respect and dignity and should be able to live without fear no matter who they are or whom they love, read the order signed by Biden's first day in office Wednesday. I don't know why I read that in Biden's voice because there is absolutely 100% zero chance he wrote the order and has any idea what what's in it. Honestly, and this is just going on with my confirmation bias on Joe Biden's cognitive decline. Let's go with that here. I'm sure that somebody just put the executive order tablet in front of him and said, here, Joe, here, here, grandpa, sign this. Just, just scribble on this line here. And he probably looked at it and said, hey, what's in this? And somebody looked back and said, oh, well, we're just going to make everything fair for women again. Oh, I like women. They smell real nice. All right, I'll sign it. Children should be able to learn without worrying about whether they'll be denied access to the restroom, the locker room, or school sports. Especially when I, when I can go into the locker room and, and see how, how good they smell. As more transgender athletes have begun fighting to participate in women's sports, a debate has intensified over whether they should compete on the same playing field given the biological differences in endurance and muscle mass. Well, the real question we should be having here as we talk about this is, why isn't it going the other direction? Like, you only hear this going in one direction. I don't know if you've noticed this or not. There's not a lot of outrage against a five foot two, 97 pound person that thinks that she's a boy wanting to go play on the varsity baseball team in some high school. You don't hear a lot of that, but you hear left and right. The six foot two guy that thinks he's a girl breaking and shattering records in track meets that would be, I would actually like to see if there are any cases out there of this going in the other direction. I fear I'm probably not going to see any, but I'm going to look throughout, through this weekend. I'm going to see if I can find anything that's, you know, going in the other direction without rage. The implied politicization of gender and sports drew immediate outrage online with hashtag Biden erased women and hashtag TERFs becoming some of the top trending on Twitter. Hashtags in the U.S. Thursday morning as two sides of the political debate duked it out. TERF is an acronym for trans-exclusionary uh, radical feminist and is considered a slur against women who espouse feminist beliefs and distinguish biological women from trans women. Yeah, and like I said, I kind of I want to see if this goes the other direction because I, I feel like this is this is one thing and this is people looking to I hate to say it and put the derogatory nature onto it, but sometimes you just have to rip the band-aid off. I do feel like this is at some point some men cheating for scholarships is what this is. And of course, hey man, I get to go in a girl's bathroom too. But that's been the argument since this whole thing came up and became a federal thing under Barack Hussein O. 
we've been talking about the men going in the women's bathrooms. Really? And I want to point one thing out before we move on to this. The way that I've always seen the bathroom thing is this. It's not a political statement. It's about evacuating waste in the most effective and efficient way possible. Go in the bathroom that matches whatever plumbing you have, whether you've had the surgery and had it chopped or had it artificially installed. Go in the bathroom that matches your plumbing, pee or poop, and get on with your day. Let's keep going. From the Hill, Comey, Republican Party, has to be burned to the ground. From Celine Castronuovo. Former FBI Director Jim Comey said in an interview published Thursday that the Republican Party must be burned to the ground before it can rebuild now that the former President Trump's term in the Oval Office has ended. Comey told Australia's ABC 730 news program that the GOP doesn't stand for anything that is valuable to our economy. It doesn't stand for anything that is other than a cult of personality around a man who's a demagogue and a liar. Bernie Sanders. The longtime Republican, who now describes himself as an independent, told the news outlet that the Republican Party has to be burned to the ground in some form or fashion. If it's going to survive, and we need two healthy parties to have a healthy democracy, it has to be rebuilt in some way so that it kneels down and sucks off the Democrat Party just the way that it used to. I think you may see uh, principled Republicans splitting off or finding a way to push the Trumpers off so they can reconstitute the Republican Party on a set of real values. Real values, by the way, include going to war constantly in the Middle East because we have to defend Israel no matter what. Oh, hey, there's weapons of mass destruction. Hey, there's oil over there. Comey told The Guardian earlier this week that the party's decline began well before Trump with the Tea Party figures, such as former Speaker Newt Gingrich and former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin. Once again, well, with Palin, it was a lot of warmongering bullshit. I'm not sure where Newt fell on all that. The Republican Party needs to be burned down or changed, Comey told the British outlet. Something is shifting, and I'm hoping it's the fault breaking apart a break between the Trumpists and those people who want to try and build a responsible conservative party because everybody should know that we need one. So, in Comey's eyes, he wants to have neocons and neoliberals who are exactly the fucking same, who want to do the exact same things, only the neocons do it a little bit slower and shout Jesus, Jesus when they do it. And nothing changes in Washington. We still go to war. He still gets his... Fucking war kickbacks from Raytheon and Halliburton. Does Halliburton even exist anymore? But he still gets his kickbacks from those. And he becomes rich. So, yeah, there we go. That was, and I tweeted this out the other day, that was one of the best things that Trump did. And he did a lot of bad things in office. He did a lot of good things in office. He did a lot of bad things in office. One of the best things he did is he turned Republican voters anti-war. Now, I don't know how long that's going to last, Maybe it'll take a terrorist attack to get us back, to get the GOP voters back in line so they put the respect our troops back on the back of their pickup truck again. But Trump did turn them anti-war. And now we need to take that and run with it because otherwise, here we go, we wind up back in Iraq for another 25 fucking years. Let's keep going. 
couple of tweets back and forth to follow up on a story that we covered yesterday. One coming from Stephen Miller, Red Steez. In my lifetime, I never thought I would see shock troops deployed by a sitting president engaging in chemical warfare against fellow citizens. Joe Biden America is not who we are. Of course, Miller taking a play on what Democrats said in the riots last year because apparently they're still going. And they're still using local police, militarized local police, and possibly the National Guard because, hey, it's not taboo now for Kate Brown to accept National Guard help to quell this stuff. idiots anyway that's that's enough off of that here i like that uh, anna james ziggler who's a great follow by the way if you're not following anna james ziggler over on twitter if there is still a twitter by the way after too much longer i can't believe that's not top news by the way what happened on twitter i had to relegate that to the back half of the show just because all of this stuff with the incoming biden administration popped up here but uh anna james ziggler uh writes i am literally shaking you know, once again, still going back with the with the whole do what uh, do what Democrats did all summer kind of thing. All right. On other news here, Ari Fleischer. Same thing. These rioters should be treated the same as the Capitol rioters. There is no difference. Use social media, facial recognition, find them, arrest them, and put them on trial. Unfortunately, in Portland, the liberal DA will release most of them with no charges. I don't know if that's true or not. Because the political agenda is back up, and now that they're still going, now he's going to throw them in prison because now the media will run cover for him. I actually think that there might be some justice come to some of these people now that it's not politically expedient to turn them back loose and let them keep rioting because then they could say, Trump's America! Oh, look how horrible it is. Look, look how horrible it is. They're burning cities down. It's literally Trump's America. And then do everything they can to keep from saying Biden's America. Let's keep going. From the Hill. Democrats shoot down McConnell's filibuster gambit from Jordan Carney. Democrats are shooting down an effort by Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell to include protections for the legislative filibuster as part of a Senate power-sharing deal. We've talked at length about this, but they're shooting it down. I'm pretty sure Manchin's going to come up there and he's going to be the heel and he's going to he's going to be that that lone voice that didn't get in line. The one thing I have to question is do you need a filibuster proof majority in order to end the filibuster? I'm not sure on that because looking back through some of the articles in the Constitution 
and looking at precedent as well. I actually think you might need a filibuster proof majority to get rid of the filibuster. It's a gray area right now, so I'm not sure, but it, that, that might be possible. But we will see what happens with that. But, I mean, even if you don't need one, I can see Manchin coming up and I... I talked about this. I talked about this on Generational Gap the other night. I can see Manchin coming up and being the heel that puts the stop to this, and then they come out and say, "Oh, look how bad Joe, Man uh, Joe Manchin is." Oh, well, I guess we can't get rid of the filibuster. Oh no. Oh, that whole agenda is going to go down the wayside here. Oh, look at those awful Republicans over there, and Joe Manchin too. Meanwhile, if the Senate does ever flip back then McConnell can't take advantage of the fact that there's no filibuster. So it could be long-term strategy. I know that Democrats like to use the short-term stuff, but I think they might have learned their lesson after the federal judges. So, but we'll see what happens. I know that they came right out pretty quick in the media and said that Joe Manchin didn't support the filibuster. So I, I think there's something coming from that. We're not going to give him what he wishes. If you did that, there would be just unbridled use of it. I mean, nothing holding him back, said Senator Dick Durbin, the number two Senate Democrat, on Thursday. McConnell has urged Senate Minority Leader Charles Schumer to include a preservation of the 60-vote legislative filibuster in any deal that they strike on how to organize an evenly split 50-50 Senate, a request that is threatening to drag out their talks and keep much of the Senate in limbo for several more days. I see another tan shoot, uh, suit rather in McConnell's future as he comes out and says, No, no, don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to regret it in the future. So, we'll see what happens from that. Let's keep going. From Newsweek. Oh, I should have put this back up next to the uh, Transports one because that actually has to do with that. How the hell did I get those mixed up? Oh, well. From Newsweek, GOP bill seeks to protect women in sports after Joe Biden LGBTQ order from Brendan Cole. President Joe Biden's uh, executive order to strengthen anti-discrimination protections for the LGBTQ community has sparked concerns about what impact it might have on female sports. Rights campaigners have welcomed the order titled Preventing and Combating Discrimination on the Basis of Gender Identity or Sexual Orientation but opponents say it would force schools to include transgender athletes in sports, on uh, girl sports rather, and unintentionally put cisgender athletes at a disadvantage. Biden's order aims to protect gay and transgender people against discrimination in aspects of American life, such as schools, healthcare, and the workplace. It extends the interpretation of last year's Supreme Court ruling that gay and transgender employees were covered by the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which prohibits discrimination because of sex. Um, do I have the GOP? Do I have their bill somewhere? There we go. On the same day Biden gave the order, Representative Greg Stubbe tweeted that by forcing biological female athletes to convince, uh, compete against biological male athletes in competitive sports, we're taking away women's opportunities on and off the field. On Thursday, Stubbe reintroduced the Protection of Women and Girls Sports Act, which he had put forward earlier in the month before Biden took office, which is backed by 13 other GOP lawmakers. In a statement, he said the bill would protect women and girls in competitive sports. It states that in athletics, sex shall be recognized based solely on a person's reproductive biology and genetics at birth. Hey, I'm proud to be the home of a Y chromosome. 
So, and once this is a big thing too that I wonder because they're talking about in 16 states their uh, policies aiding the inclusion of trans non-binary GNC students in high school athletics, according to Trans Athlete. Why can't we just do this on a state level? Why can't we do it there and then let people who want this stuff move to the states that have it and let people who don't want it move to the states that don't? I mean, I'm a federalist, so that's the first thing that I see off some of this, but I mean, why can't we do that? Why can't we actually see, well, no, I understand why we can't go and actually see how popular this is because nobody will live in blue states anymore because blue states will enact this kind of shit. And then girls seeking, uh, seeking scholarships will realize that they can't get scholarships anymore and boop, New York loses another person and eventually another congressional seat. All right. Uh, next one here. Next one here comes from NPR. From Border Wall, the Capitol Riot. Homeland Security nominee takes Senate question. From Brian Naylor and Barbara Sprunt. Remember, NPR needs your money. Have you donated to NPR yet today? They need your money. Their taxpayer funding isn't enough, and they need your money. Please consider a small donation to NPR. That doesn't come from your property taxes, because they need it. All right, let's see what they've got to say here. President-elect Joe Biden's nominee to the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro uh, Mayorkas, appeared before a Senate panel Tuesday and begins his confirmation process, vowing to do everything he can so that the attack on the Capitol, like uh, that an attack on the Capitol, like the one on January 6th, will not happen again. Mayorkas, who would be the first Latino and the first immigrant to lead that department, well, that seems like a conflict of interest right there. I, the Latino thing I don't care about. The color of your skin does not affect your job performance. But, uh, hey, if you started out in another country, I've got questions. I've got questions. Especially when it's for DHS. Now, other cabinet positions I would question to a lesser extent. But if DHS, from somebody who originated in another country... I've got questions. Mayorkas, who would be the first Latino and the first immigrant to lead that department, was previously the head of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, a DHS agency during the Obama administration. He then served as Deputy Secretary of DHS. Mayorkas also faced questions on immigration and the border wall, cybersecurity, and his prior actions as head of USCIS. Now, this is, and I mean, I don't really know enough about this guy to say whether or not he's a good dude or a bad dude. I really don't. But one thing that concerns me about this is his goal is to get confirmed so he can put policies in place to make sure that an attack on the Capitol like the one on January 6th will not happen again. In an administration that is calling anybody to the right of Marx an extremist, I've got questions. I've got a lot of questions right now. If that's the agenda, then that, that's something we need to look into. So, a few things going on with that. Speaking of the DHS, from NBC9 KTSM out of El Paso, Texas AG threatens lawsuit after DHS puts halt on deportations. Mm -hmm. From Nathaniel Puente, 
Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton on Thursday called the Department of Homeland Security's pause on certain deportations unlawful. In a statement, Paxton outlined the responsibilities of DHS and its service to Texas, along with the ways in which the department allegedly violated those agreements. Paxton's concerns stem from a memorandum issued by the acting head of DHS on Wednesday placing a 100-day pause on certain removals while the department decides how to allocate its resources for the future. The memo calls for temporarily stopping the removal of any non-citizen present in the United States with some exceptions. Anyone perceived as a threat to national security, people not present in the United States before November 1st, 2020, someone who voluntarily agreed to waive any rights to remain in the United States can be deported as well. Anyone for whom the acting director of ICE requests removal. So I'm actually okay with this to an extent. Not the fact that they're stopping the deportation, I'm not as libertarian as my wonderful co-hostess is, apparently. I'm not a real libertarian anyway. Um, I'm actually quite okay with them putting the stop on this for 100 days because it's brand new people and a brand new head, and they do need to get their bearings through there. Now, of course, do I see a lot of deportations coming out of the Biden administration? Well, actually, you might, because Obama did deport more people than Trump did. He did. I know a lot of people don't want to believe that, but I mean, you'll even remember at the debates when Joe Biden started to talk and the protesters in the CNN crowd started to chant, what about the deportations? What about the cages? Now, of course, the cages, you're not going to hear another word about them until such time that there is another Republican president, which I honestly, I almost think that those were built just to browbeat Republicans, but I mean, they're not going away and they're not going to not have kids in them. It's just the media is going to stop covering them. But as far as going through deportations, you've got brand new head of DHS. You've got brand new people on ICE, Border Patrol. Yes, you need to get your bearings. But we still have the provisions in there to get somebody who is a dangerous felon, a dangerous murderer, a dangerous serial killer. Something really bad off of this. Still get those people deported. The people who said, okay, I give up, deport me. You can still deport those people because they've waived any rights to remain in the United States. Um, anyone perceived as a national security threat. So there are still provisions in this. So go ahead and get your bearings. As long as we can still take care of the ones that have an immediate need. I'm actually okay with this. All right, let's keep going. Karl Rove is back in the news here because he's a warmongering neocon, just like Jim Comey at this point. Let's have a quick listen to this. Uh, whether it's COVID or the economy or racism, wh why are they talking everything down, do you think? Well, uh, part of it is to lower expectations. The economy is really bad. COVID's all screwed up. It's all bungled. Uh, you know, don't, don't, it's going to be really hard to get these things fixed. And then when in as people get their vaccinations and the economy begins to rebound as a result of it being opened up, they can say, look at us. Didn't we do a great job? The racism thing to me is I was offended in the speech. I mean, I thought it was a good speech. It wasn't a great speech, but it was a good speech. And it was the right speech for the moment. But there was a point in there where he said we're divided as a country between the people who believe in the American ideal and racism, nativism, and fear. No, 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 we're divided as a country politically over, over questions of policy and direction and respect, but we're as united as a country against racism and nativism. 
there, there, there are people in this country who are racist. There are people who are nativists. But the vast majority of Americans stand together on those issues. And that was an attempt to basically say, if you're not for me, you're part of the group that's you know, racist and nativist and fear-mongering, which I didn't think was a good note to strike. But Yeah, nobody cares. You fucking Bushite piece of shit. All, he, all Rove cares about is getting back to war. That's all he gives a fuck about. All right. From Yahoo News. Karl Rove on Biden inaugural address. Heartfelt appeal for unity. Oh, this is just a video. Probably the same video we just watched. And we're not watching a Fox News video. All right, this is an interesting uh, piece of data here. This isn't a news article, but uh, this is something that popped up. Uh, Freckle Liberty over on Twitter brought this to my attention here. So I wanted to talk about this just for a second here because it appears that the standards for COVID testing are changing at this point. So WHO information notice for IVD users 2021-01. All in vitro diagnostic medical services for detection of SARS-CoV-2 which is the Q-tip that they jam up your fucking nose. Uh, purpose of this notice to request that IVD users monitor mutations of SARS-CoV-2 and their impact on diagnosis. Description of the problem following the detection of SARS-CoV-2 variants containing mutations including SARS-CoV-2, VOC 22012-01 and SARS-CoV-2-501Y.V2 WHO reminds users of IVDs to monitor detection rates for SARS-CoV-2 at their site. IVD users should re routinely review test results to detect unexpected increases or decreases in test results, including positivity rate, target detection rate, invalid or unreturnable result rate, etc. These variations may be early indicators of impact on the safety, quality, or performance of the IVD products. Certain mutations may increase the risk of delayed diagnosis due to inconclusive or invalid results and misdiagnoses. Bullshit. You know why that's bullshit? Because for the last year, any incomplete return, any inconclusive test, any misdiagnosis was still counted as a COVID number because the hospitals got sweet, sweet money off of that. And... The news media got to say, whoa, the Donald, he, he bumbled the response to this. Bullshit. Bullshit. I would love to go back and see what some of these numbers would be if they'd applied these same testing protocols under the Trump administration. I really would. It's all theater at this point. It all it, it, It's nothing but theater. All right, let's keep going before I get really pissed. All right, the big one here, the, what would have otherwise been the top story of the day. A story so important that Stix Hexenhammer made a fifth video, and he did it late at night. Because this popped up and it was so important. And of course, Seawall over on the, uh, on the Discord server, he was the one that posted this up in there. And uh, he said, get the Lufenwaffer and the Flammenwaffer. Which is actually probably not a bad idea. It's probably a little bit more elegant than a wood chipper. Defensively, of course, Susan. From the New York Post, Twitter refused to remove child porn because it didn't violate policies. Lawsuit to come from Gabrielle Von Rouge. 
Twitter refused to take down widely shared pornographic images and videos of a teenage sex trafficking victim because an investigation didn't find a violation of the company's policies, a scathing lawsuit alleges. The federal suit filed Wednesday by the victim and his mother in the Northern District of California alleges that Twitter made money off the clips, which showed a 13-year-old engaged in sex acts and are a form of child sexual abuse material or child porn. The uh, suit states, The teen, who is now 17 and lives in Florida, is identified only as John Doe and was between 13 and 14 years old when sex traffickers posing as 16-year-old female classmate started chatting with him on Snapchat, the suit alleges. Doe and the traffickers allegedly exchanged nude photos before the conversation, turned to blackmail. If the teen didn't share more sexually graphic photos and videos, the explicit material he'd already sent would be shared with his parents, coach, pastor, and others, the suit states. Doe, acting under arrest, initially complied and sent videos of himself performing sex acts, and was also told to include another child in the videos, which he did, the suit claims. Eventually, Doe blocked the traffickers, and they stopped harassing him. But at some point in 2019, the video serviced on Twitter under two accounts that were known to share child sexual abuse material, court papers allege. Over the next month, the videos would be reported to Twitter at least three times, first on December 15th of 2019, but the tech giant failed to do anything about it until a federal law enforcement officer got involved, the suit states. Doe became aware of the tweets in January of 2020 because they'd been viewed widely by his classmates, which subjected him to teasing, harassment, Vicious bullying and let him to become suicidal, the court records show. While Doe's parents contacted the school and made the police reports, he filed a complaint with Twitter saying there were two tweets uh, depicting child pornography of himself and they needed to be removed because they were illegal, harmful, and were in violation of the site's policies. A support agent followed up and asked for a copy of Doe's ID so they could prove it was him. And after the teen complied, there was no response for a week, the family claims. Around the same time, Doe's mother filed two complaints to Twitter reporting the same material, and for a week, she also received no response, the suit states. Finally, on January 28th, Twitter replied to Doe and said they wouldn't be taking down the material, which already racked up over 167,000 views and 2,223 retweets, the suit states. Thanks for reaching out. We reviewed the content and didn't find a violation of our policies, so no action will be taken at this time. The response reads, according to the lawsuit, If you believe there's a potential copyright infringement, please start a new report. If the content is hosted on a third-party website, you'll need to contact that website's support team to report it. Your safety is the most important thing. And if you believe you are in danger, we encourage you to contact your local authorities. I was about to make a gesture over Twitter saying your safety is the most important thing to us, but uh, given the nature of what Twitter's going up for right now, it's probably not appropriate. It's probably not. And honestly, if I started losing Twitter followers uh, over this, I would be okay with it because I'm going to keep my Twitter presence just so nobody can go back and imitate me. Because I do have aspirations for public office in the future. Just so nobody can go out and take up the name, Ed's Block Twitter, uh, Edgar 101s already taken, but... So nobody can go and masquerade as me. I probably will start tweeting less because of this, but just to have the placeholder there. And I've got the placeholder on other sites too. So as far as branding goes, I'm going to I'm going to keep that there. But I mean, if I start dropping followers over this, I'm well, well okay with this. The Purge, 
I wasn't okay with because that was Twitter selectively applying their rules in order to defeat the evil orange man. But uh, something like this, I would love to see their market share walk away. I would love for Twitter to be only occupied by people who had to hold their placeholder for branding at this point. And everybody else just flock off the platform. I don't know where you'll go because Amazon Web Services says Parler is mean. But I mean, this is this is a step too far. What do you mean you don't see a problem? We're both minors right now, and we're, we were minors at the time of these videos were taken. We were both 13 years of age. We were baited, harassed, and threatened to take these videos and that are now being posted without our permission. We did not authorize these videos at all, and they need to be taken down. The teen wrote back to Twitter. He even included his case number from local law enforcement agency, but that still the tech giant allegedly ignored him and refused to do anything about the illegal child sex abuse material as it continued to rack up more and more views. Two days later, Doe's mom was connected with an agent from the Department of Homeland Security through a mutual contact who successfully had the videos removed on January 30th, the suit states. Only after this takedown demand from a federal agent did Twitter suspend the user accounts that were distributing the CSAM and reported the CSAM to the National Center on missing and exploited children. This uh, states the suit filed by the National Center on sexual exploitation and two law firms. So they went through. They found out that they were racking up money, views, retweets on child porn. Just said, nope, nothing to see here. Just dip, 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 dip. So, that is that. And, of course, Twitter is over party was trending yesterday. All right, we got just a few more here. Then we'll start reading the names of everybody who chatted everywhere, including over on Trovo, because I can see you over there, to my left. George Takai. I swear to God I didn't intend to put this right after the child sex trafficking thing, but you know what? It's here. Greta Thunberg tweets out, So happy, U.S. has finally rejoined the Pittsburgh Agreement. Welcome back. As she's trying to troll um, Ted Cruz for saying, If we join or rejoin the Paris uh, Climate Accord, all it's going to do is hurt the people of Pittsburgh, is, what, is where that came from. It's going to help the people of China. It's going to hurt the people of Pittsburgh. So Greta Thunberg had to tweet that back out because, Yes, slay, slay. Oh, look at her going after that evil Ted Cruz. And George Takai, being George Takai, had to go tweet back out, Greta Thunberg is the hero we need. Oh, my. So a 70-something-year-old dude, all but fondling an 18-year-old girl, who made most of her name while she was 16. Good job. Let's keep going. I got one here from Insider. It's not Business Insider. It's not Market Insider. It's just Insider at this point. Photos show how Biden replaced Trump's Oval Office decorations with symbols of American icons. Okay. From Aaron Snodgrass. Even before Joe Biden stepped foot in the Oval Office for the first time as president of the U.S., the symbolic and formal workplace had to be or had been redecorated to reflect the type of president he hopes to be. New presidents always redesign the legendary room to reflect their personal tastes and presidential aspirations. Well, I mean, you're going to be working there for four years. I'm okay with that. 
I mean, that that's cool. Biden is no exception. With an abundance of artwork honoring distinguished American icons, Biden has created a room full of reverent reminders and inspiration. It was important for President Biden to walk into an Oval Office that looked like America and started to show the landscape of who he is going to be as President Ashley Williams, Deputy Director of Oval Office Operations, told the Washington Post. Here's the artwork that he put up. First and foremost, FDR, right there in the center. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, responsible for interning millions of Japanese citizens. Cesar Chavez. That's his artwork. That's it. That's the tweet. All right. Let's keep going. From WMTV, Georgia Republican files articles of impeachment against President Biden. And this is our local, by the way, um, NBC affiliate. As you can see, it's out of Madison, where it's cold as fuck. It's actually considerably warmer down here, by the way, but... Georgia Republican files articles of impeachment. I read that already. With the mask that says Trump won, by the way. That's classy. You know the Washington Post is going to run with this. From Nikki Viviani. Before President Joe Biden finished his first day in office and before the Senate trial of his predecessor has even begun, a Georgia Republican has filed articles of impeachment against the new president. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene introduced the articles Thursday alleging corruption by President Biden in his dealings with Ukraine and abuse of power pertaining to his son Hunter, all of which would have been uh, had to have happened uh, before he took office, which this isn't going to go anywhere. Even with even without a Democrat-led House, this would still not go anywhere just because all of this happened before he took office, which I said when she first started uh, rumoring talking about doing this. President Joe Biden is unfit to hold the office of the presidency, she argued, which you don't need to bring the Hunter stuff up to know that. The guy doesn't know which shoe goes on which foot. His pattern of abuse of power as President Obama's vice president is lengthy and disturbing. The congresswoman had announced last week on the far-right cable news channel Newsmax TV that she planned to file for impeachment, which likely won't make it far in the Democrat-controlled House. Green, who had her account temporarily suspended over the weekend, gee, I wonder what, fucking why, has previously expressed racist viewpoints in support of the QAnon conspiracy theories. Senate Republicans, including uh, Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson, issued a report that Hunter Biden's appointment may have posed a conflict of interest, but they could find no evidence that his hiring influenced U.S. policies. It's because they really weren't looking. Anyway, yes. So, and... This paragraph here kind of leads into what we're going to read from the Washington Post to close out the news portion of this show. Because, of course, because she did this, now they've got to dig every little thing they can up above about her because she is standing against the Messiah that took down the evil orange man. So we read archived from the Washington Post. Advocates push for Marjorie Taylor Greene's resignation over a report that she spread falsehoods about school shootings. From Andrea Salcedo. Two years before she was elected to Congress, Marjorie Taylor Greene hopped on Facebook to respond to a comment falsely claiming 
that the Parkland, Florida school shooting was staged, according to screenshots posted by Media Matters for America. A liberal media watchdog group, instead of rejecting the false claims surrounding the mass shooting that killed 17 people, Green enthusiastically agreed with a the conspiracy theory. Exactly, she wrote in a response. Those comments, along with a number of other instances on Earth this week of Green, because, hey, she took a shot at the king. Hey, now we're going to find every little thing we can find about her here. Sparked outrage among survivors and family members of those killed in two of the country's deadliest mass shootings. By Thursday, several advocacy groups, including March for Our Lives Parkland, that's David Hogg's dick-sucking project, Moms Demand Action, Every Town for Gun Safety, called uh, for Green to give up her seat in the House of Representatives. She should resign, Cameron Kasky who co-founded the student-led group Never Again MSD after surviving Parkland, told the Washington Post, she can apologize. I don't think anybody will accept it. No, of course not. She took a shot at the fucking king. Green's office did not immediately respond to the Post's request for comment as of early Friday. I would have responded. I would have taken a picture of my middle finger, printed it, put it in the envelope, or the email, depending on how they contacted me, and sent it back to the Washington Post. Green, the first open supporter of QAnon to win a seat in Congress, has also continued to repeat former President uh, Donald Trump's baseless claims of mass election fraud. Earlier this week, Twitter temporarily suspended her accounts after she posted a clip with false claims about the election. So, yeah. And the woman might be crazy, but it's the House of Representatives. They used to have fistfights on the floor. And now Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Well, somebody called me a fucking bitch, okay? And it's, it's something I heard every day as a bartender when I didn't give somebody their drink or I had to cut them off. But it, it's, it's uniquely bad when somebody does it in the house. But, hey, nobody else saw it. Nobody else was there. And I, I'm, I'm so hurt and so bad. All right. And that's going to be it for the news for the day here. So the rules are, as always, we're going to read the chat. I'm going to read the names of everybody who did, but I'm going to save the Friday chat for last so you guys who are lurking can get a last-minute message in there. What did I drop off of? I believe I dropped off of some platform here. Or my chat's not going to one platform. Let me go check on something quick. I wonder if I got cut off on YouTube. No, everything's going. All right. Anyway, let's get back into this here because we need to get, and uh, I will read the Friday chat last. So if you are lurking right now, get a message in there so I can read your name off of this. And if it's sufficiently stupid, I'll read the comment because that will raise the intellectual level of this program. But on Monday, we had Ron Helton, Chilaga, 1984, Silentcaster, who is now a mod on Twitch, by the way. Congratulations, Silentcaster. Chilaga is too over on Twitch. I don't know if you noticed that or not, because I see Chilaga over on the DLive side, but Chilaga and Silentcaster are both mods over on Twitch. Because we're getting to the point where we're getting people in. I don't want anybody kicked out permanently, but sometimes we might have to throw a mute around for somebody who's not adding anything to the conversation and telling me that... My neck apparently looks like his veiny cock. Yes, that actually happened yesterday. Thank you, Stephen, for uh, taking care of that. We also had Skater Mom, Juniper Smoke, MK Ultra. Let me get the chat up here so you guys can see what you guys are doing. 
On Tuesday, we had Tiljan over on Twitch. That was a new name. Thanks for coming and hanging out. Chilaga1984, Ron Helton. Uh, Chilaga was on both platforms on Tuesday. MK Ultra, Post Jazz was over here. And Sash popped in over on Twitch as well. So thanks for coming and hanging out. On Wednesday, Wednesday was a bit of a slow day. We had Ron Helton, MK Ultra, McConnell Smuggles Coke, and Miami1984. Which it showed up as your old name on not DLive, so I apologize for bringing that one up there. But that was Chilaga over there on Thursday. Thursday was a busy day, you guys. On Thursday, we had Antifa Terror. We were terrorized by Antifa. Ron Helton, Chilaga1984, Damned Man, who I see coming in, hanging out with us again today. So thank you and welcome. Silent Caster, Blind Fear, Steve and Ignoramus. Linda Cloud was here. Uh, RockyFo18, who was the one who, you know, didn't really add much to the conversation, let's just say. Delta2 Dawn, Giles Corey, 1692. Thanks and come on in. And our resident progressive, Flancorp, came in and joined us yesterday. Over on Trovo. Trovo chat's been a little bit busy. We've got Ron Helton over there. Um, Ron Helton says, can you see the chat? I can see the chat, but it's over on my tablet. It's not popping in in the Restream bot. I have a Restream bot in the Trovo chat. I just don't know if I can connect or not. I will do some research on that over the weekend. Um, Chilaga1984 has joined Trovo and joined in. Thanks for the follow. Uh, Blind Fear is here. Joined in. Thanks for that. Witcher Knight, that's a new name in here. Thanks for coming in and hanging out. Um, Ron Houghton says, wonder what's missing to link the chat here to other platforms. I sure do like the smoother audio and the video. Probably degrade with more users. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's been there since I started the channel. We'd never heard about it, but uh, we will see if it lasts and if we can monetize it as well. How do we connect it? We'll do some research onto that to see if we can figure out. But thanks, everybody, who came in and joined and followed. Witcher Knight followed as well over there. All right. On the main chat, on the main five platforms here. So we had a busy day once again. Bunch of names in here. A couple new names. Uh, Zebra Bestrader. That's an interesting name. Is Trump here? Is Trump here? Is Trump in your head? Is he speaking to us right now? Anissa Mathias is here over on the Periscope side. Welcome on in. Don't step on Snack. No step on Snack. Chilaga1984 is here. Damned man. Does that guy want to fuck Trump? Probably. Especially the dude with the with the Trump with a dick in his mouth and his arm. That guy has to carry that for the rest of his life. Ron Helton is over here telling us that the audio and video seems to be a lot smoother on Trovo. Well, it's a good platform to be on. I'm actually glad I'm there. Might be wrong is here. Good morning, might be wrong. Don't apologize to me, Anissa. That's fine. I don't take attendance here. Ron Helton says, Hail Palpatine, the Emperor strike, Empire Strikes Back. Um, Let's see. Damned Man is here. Welcome back in from yesterday. If they keep that up, the army might take over by itself. After a couple weeks, it needs to be said. I'm shocked how much they've overblown the capital storming. It was like 9-11 or something. I mean, it sucks people. Yeah, it sucks that people died, but 
yeah, it, it was nothing. It was a selfie fest is all that it was. And an excuse to push out another massive domestic terrorism bill, which means Patriot Act 2.0. Uh, Medi MWM Media is here. I'm not surprised that they were banished in the first place. They were only allowed to back in because it hit the news. Yep. Go over and follow Maddie's channel. She's great, and she helped me out when uh, Elaine had to be out for election reasons. And thank you again. Yeah, I don't know how long they're staying in D how long the National Guard has to stay there. Oh, they have to issue them new orders. So they probably initially uh, posted uh, with orders for a week or two. Okay, I understand. You can move troops with paperwork. It's ridiculous, but it's how the military functions. Every person... I don't know what you're saying, damned man. I'm sorry. What has to happen to get the Trovo chat to merge with all the other platforms? I'm working on that. Don't worry, I'm working on it. It's almost like the women's leagues are easier. Yeah, I do wonder if that goes the other direction or not. Let's call it what it really is. Allowing men to shower with our daughters. Glad I don't have a daughter. How about no parties and just independence? Well, people will still flock together with like-minded people to try and enforce their will on other people. Even if you don't have an official political party, people are still going to faction off and flock together. And then they'll make a name for themselves. And then they'll become a political party. People get herd mentality. It happens. They have to drag everyone uh, with them against their wall because progress. <sighs> Chilaga, I'm not touching that one. Not on air. Sorry, Susan. I'm not touching that one. I know where you're going with that, too, by the way. I know where you're going with that. Seawall728 is here. Over on the YouTube side, if I can get the uh, last two confirmations, we will be doing across the board this Saturday. I still have two outstanding that I don't know if they're going to be uh, coming and hanging with us or not. So otherwise, keep an eye on the chat. But uh, yeah, this might be a last-minute confirmation coming up here. So rove the warmongering shill. Yep. I said the Luger and the Flammenwerfer. Defensively, of course. So when will they be kicked off the Apple Store? Because it seems against their TOS. I'm not sure. Oh, Twitter. Yeah. Stuff like this makes some of the Q's things seem more believable. Yeah, that's true. Chilaga deleted his Twitter account, kept his burner. Yeah, like I said, I'm just keeping mine basically for the placeholder at this point. I'm not saying Dorsey was into it, but would anybody be surprised if he was? How dare you! Looked like America, burned down and desolate. Poor Takai had his brain damage from being held prisoner by FDR during World War II. After we talked about FDR, too. <laughs> FDR the fascist. It's funny because it's six sounds warm to me. Yeah, it's it's six here. People were so misinformed during Emperor FDR's sojourn that they thought the raw deal was good for 
love Ron is based. Ron is based. Oh, Damned Man is in the land of tea and crumpets. Okay. An English friend. So that means... Okay. I see. I had to do the... Uh, I had to do the conversion to commun uh, communist numbers for uh, for that to a second to see where you were at in temperature-wise when you saw sex, because that's like 40 over here in Fahrenheit in real numbers. But yes, okay, now I understand. Yeah, what would 6 be to you guys over there? Probably like minus 28? No, not that far, I don't think. Somebody do the conversion for me. What is 6 degrees Fahrenheit and Celsius? So we can uh, tell Damned Man how cold that is. Imagine they're like, all right, let's impeach. Welcome, Kamala. Yeah, it's going to happen. I would not be surprised if he got impeached from his own side just so they could get President Kamala in. I'm so completely fed up with these constant projection of racism onto those who are against this evil empire. Biden is a racist. Yeah. Come on, man. Can they respond to profanity? It's the house, dude. They always do. You know, some of the mass shootings did seem suspicious. There's nothing wrong with questioning some of that nonsense. Nope. You must bow down to the narrative. You must. Just pray to the mainstream media that they tell you what you need to know. I want to see members having duels on the lawn again. Defensively, of course. Got to admit, the CA knocked it out of the park with the QAnon. The PSYOP never stops. Still kicking about. No, you're still on YouTube. I wonder. Okay, now it is showing. That's going to all the channels. So what I mentioned when I asked if I was off YouTube here is this uh, little indicator down here that's showing what chat the chat robot is transmitting to when we've got the Periscope, the DLive, the Facebook. Well, no, Facebook doesn't go to there, I don't think. But uh, that's showing me which channels I'm on. For whatever reason, Trovo isn't uh, hanging out with that. But this showed four out of five for just a second, so I was wondering. All right. I'm a Biden supporter now because I want to sniff little girls too. Oh, come on. Oh, I should have read that first. I should have read that. Oh, come on, McConnell. <laughs> he needs a greeter. Oh, the trolls are the best content. Silent caster. Dumb comments about somebody's looks on here adds nothing to the conversation. All politics are fair game. Parasites. Yeah, everybody's welcome in here. Oh, we got stickers. We got stickers in here. Silentcasters here was away for most of the show, but glad I caught the end. Yes, thank you for being uh Thank you for being uh, moderator. That's the word I was looking for. Damned Vance says have they dubbed over the inauguration yet? No, not yet, but I'm sure that some YouTuber out there will do that. Maybe my mu musician friend Stephen Ignoramus will do it. I need dancing Biden. Minus fourteen. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is uh, up in central Wisconsin. Clip that. All right. 
And Ron Held will get last word today and say, yeah, we need some really sick Biden, uh, Harrison Biden stickers. Saw some on another stream and forgot to grab them. And that is going to be it for the day. So thank you guys for coming and hanging out with us. Um, as of right now, I don't have four guests for across the board. I would really like to sit down and talk to some people about what we will possibly be doing in the next four years under a Biden presidency, how people are prepared and how people are preparing for this. We are looking at most likely going into a depression, at least a recession again. So you guys should prepare, make sure that you get plenty of fuel, make sure if you don't have something fuel uh, economical to drive around in, I mean, keep your big vehicle. I'm keeping my truck because there's no way a Cavalier will go to my dad's house and get through the driveway. But uh, I mean, keep your big vehicle for if you need it, but uh, definitely invest on possibly getting a smaller vehicle that'll be more fuel economical because you know some people are talking five, six bucks a gallon for gas after inflation is in. But you know, with the pipeline cut off and everything else, that the gas is going to go up. So look for updates on that. We will go and check that out. I kind of wish that uh, some other people would have uh, got in right away, but uh, we work with what we can here. But other than that, if we don't do across the board tomorrow, we will be back here on Monday for more Contemporary and the Red Net Show, where we'll be talking all things inauguration, all things executive order, and all things National Guard. It's going to be a great time, and we always love to have our wonderful co-hostess Elaine over here as well. So looking forward to that as well. So looking forward to seeing you on the next program, whichever it may be. Until then, I'm Jay Edgar, and this is Contemporary. <laughs>